aka Local Listeners. This is your host, Robert Kohansky with Local First Podcast, where each week I interview a local business owner, entrepreneur, or community leader. What I want to do is share their stories of their journey of success and challenges on the way to owning a business or becoming a community leader, as well as getting to know the story behind the person that's running the business. Truly believe behind every small business is a story that needs to be shared. Okay, there we go. All right, welcome to another episode of Local First Podcast. Oh, I'm so excited about this today. Um, I got to meet this gentleman a few weeks ago on LinkedIn um, as we connected. And, you know, we had a conversation probably about a week ago on his podcast, uh, which was a lot of fun. So we're really going to dive down into, you know, small business issues and a lot of things that come up running a small business or getting one started. So, you know, this is where his expertise fall in. And I'm really excited to dive into that. Uh, let's let's meet um, uh, John Beeman of the McCall Council Membership. I hope I got that right. You got it right. All right you got all right, it right. And, all right. And, and, he, and you know what? And, ow, Cleopatra, just get away from me. I'm sorry about that. It's my mascot over there. And uh, so you're, you're from Wisconsin, right? Yes, sir. That is correct. Born and raised in southeast Wisconsin, West Bend and Mequon area. You know, I, I love that because a lot of the people that I talk to that are local here that run businesses aren't from the Wisconsin area. Really? And you are one of the few that are just totally opposite of that. That is too funny. I do remember growing up there, you know, it's a gorgeous area. The people are really fun. Uh, the food is really good, especially oh, the dairy. I will say the dairy is second to none. I love it. So let the listeners, you know, get a little bit of background, you know, what has your journey been? So before you get into that, you know, I kind of put my guest on a spot of, of you know, some of the stuff that I asked him. So if you could give your life up until now a headline, what would it be? Oh wow, a headline. Just yeah, just, just one headline. Well, you caught just, me off guard I, there. You know, it's not it's not meant to be, you know, uh scripted. So, you know, I'm trying to look at, you know, what is that one headline, you know, that's you know, just right now sticks out to you. It says this is the journey of my life. One headline I would say leading through service. I think that's probably what I would really try to harp on. Um, like I said, I grew up in southeast Wisconsin, grew up in a small business environment. My dad was an entrepreneur. My uncle's an entrepreneur. Both of my grandfathers were entrepreneurial. So I got to witness at a very early age what that small business lifestyle did, not only for you know for the owners, for the, for the stakeholders, for the managers, the employees, um, the, the customers. I got to experience all of that. My dad exposed us to a lot. I mean, the joke we had growing up was that, you know, 10, 12 years old, we knew more about EBITDA than we did about our high school or our school curriculum that we were in. Um, but it was really good to learn, get a hands-on experience, get to see those um, different components of business. Uh, so like I said, grew up in that small business environment. I went to college at Liberty University, majored in business economics, started working for my dad's private equity company, uh, started in as a junior analyst in the oil industry, which was fascinating. Uh, duly enrolled in Liberty's MBA program, completed that a couple of years ago. And during that whole process, um, random again, another taste of small business was asked to start uh, start, build, and sell a small landscaping company within two years. And we were able to do it in a year and a half. Uh, that was definitely a wild, fun ride. 
Uh, then I started working with one of my uncle's businesses. He started in Illinois maybe five years ago now, was looking to expand into the Texas market. Um, and a little background there, I had moved to Texas right about nine years ago in 2011, a little over nine years ago. Um, so if you're looking to expand to Texas, it was a great fit for what I was looking for. Um, really enjoyed that. And then COVID hit, obviously, kind of turned everything upside down. Uh, so one of my COVID projects was I decided to get a graduate certificate on digital marketing strategy for me, a really cool program. Um, and then in the summer of 2020, that's when uh, our founder, my uncle Steve, approached me and said, hey, I've got this concept. We've got everything kind of we got the framework being built. I want you to be involved in it. And I'm like, tell me more about it. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued here. Uh, and then he said, hey, here it is. He gave me the tour, uh, tour. And I'm like, wow, this is something I'm really, really blessed to be a part of. Absolutely wanted. That sounds great. And you know, the one thing that you, you pointed out was service. And, and I really, you know, I, I appreciate that. And, you know, what you what you bring into, you know, what that comes out to, to be as a service. You know, I was listening to some training videos today and it inspired, uh, it inspired me to well, over, you're the first person to hear this, is to over the next 30 days is without letting people know is that I'm going to stalk them on uh, social media and and give something to someone every day for 30 days. Oh, wow. Starting on the, on the 15th. So I'm just going to go through the, uh, you know, the typical groups that I belong to on Facebook and LinkedIn and search for things that people were asking for that I could possibly either help them connect or help them with something. And so I'm, I'm going to give that a try for 30 days and see how it works out. And I'm doing it incognito. I'm not going out there and going, oh, I'm going to do this while I am right now. But, I <laughs> but, but by the time people hear this, it, most of it will be a halfway done or so. So I'm really looking forward to that, and I appreciate that 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 sentiment that you lead through service because that is so important. Um, I believe that, you know, I think we talked about this last time was where, you know, the, the more you give to others, the more that you'll succeed in life and your own. Oh, yes, it's so true. And, you know, you bring up a really good point there, too. So um, in my uh, MBA program, I my I chose the concentration of leadership. And I used to think, you know, there are different leadership theories and the um, lines of reasoning. I used to be really into transformational leadership. I was like, that's, that's, it sounds like the, the most effective form. But the more you read into it, the more you read of Zig Ziglar, John yeah. Maxwell, um, Jim Collins, uh, you really, you really want to pursue servant leadership. It's been shown throughout history to be extremely effective. And I think Zig Ziglar summarized the best. He was like, you can get anything you want in life if you will just help enough people get what they want. There you go. And it's, it's so true. And I, not only is it qualitatively rewarding knowing that you're helping someone, but it always comes back to you. Sometimes it's a quick turnaround, like a day. Sometimes it might take six months or a few years, but it always comes back to you, whether it's in the form of credibility or as a center of influence, or very often you'll find it comes back in the form of business. They either refer you to someone, they do business with you directly. When you go in with the right heart attitude, you go in there to help people. That's when you see the, the, the really fun economic growth, that economic creation of value, so to speak. You know, and I love that because it's like, it, it came that I I just experienced that just recently as I'm doing this and as I'm, I'm looking for guests and doing things like this, um, I wasn't in this one group and, you know, and I was in there and I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm always looking at people asking questions of what they're asking and what can they do. And out of that, I ended up getting like four or five different requests from different people to be on the show. 
And it was really, really, it was, the timing was for me, it was just like, it was like, wow, this is really interesting, really cool. And you know what? Uh, and I didn't go out there and say, I need you, I need you, I need you. But it was the way I said it. And all of a sudden it was just this flooded in. I'm like, and I got all these one-on-one calls for the next couple of days and stuff like that. That was really s- slick. So I, I really appreciate that, you know, you lead through service. And I believe that that's really the core of what you, if you, what you do, regardless of what you're doing is really going to come back to you. The more that you give of something, the more that you're going to get back of that same thing. It's so true. And I mean, I could talk about this one for literally for days without it. So feel free to cut me <laughs> off whenever, but I, I've seen it work in so many different ways. I mean, I, when I first started my career, I really started getting involved with different networking groups and chambers of commerce. And it was immediately, Hey, what can I do to contribute? What can I do to be a value to you? If I can't serve you directly with what I do, what can I do to help you? And even approaching with a line as simple as that, people kind of let their ground up, be like, Hey, you know, I really need to meet this type kind of person, or, you know, I really don't know anything about this specific component. And that's where you get, and you're immediately put in the position where you're proactively helping them. You're gaining their trust, you're gaining credibility, and it all comes back to you. You just have to stick with the model. And again, when you're talking from like a sales perspective, what better way to earn someone's business than to really help them? Yeah, and I, I really love that. So, you know, we talked about this and we're going to let this go right here. We'll come back and circle to that. Um, explain about what you do to help businesses, you know, currently. And, you know, I'm really passionate about this is that you know, when, when I talk about local and supporting local businesses, you know, you know, what do you, you know, kind of like, you know, what do you do to help individuals or help them in small businesses? Great question. There are three key areas we focus on. It's that education, that small business unity, and, you know, being their voice, their advocate. But we really focus in terms of like what we do, we really focus on that educational component. What we've seen, and this is personal experience as well, there is a lot of information and education out there. It's not hard to find. What's hard to find is the applicable education where it's, hey, here's what you've learned. Here's how you apply it. And that's out there for the mid to large size business. But that small business, again, we're saying fewer, a business with fewer than 20 employees, that actionable education saying, hey, here's something you don't know. Here's what it means to you. Here's what you need to do to take advantage of it. That is really, um, really lacking. And even something, I'll give you another example of you know business education, the continual reminders going back to basics business 101 probably about half of the people we talk to don't have a business plan and part of the reason is because they don't understand the significance of it i mean i can give you two examples where it's hugely important good luck getting a loan from a bank without a business plan and good luck selling a business without a business plan those are two pivotal moments in the life cycle of a business getting funding and transitioning ownership and you're going to have an extremely difficult time if you can do it at all getting the, those two things done without a business plan. Another common one is a marketing plan. And again, mind you, these are templates that are out there for free. You, anyone can literally Google it. You can download it, PowerPoint, Excel, what have you. Customer journey, uh, pro formas of that financial forecast. These are all pretty standard um, business practices for mid to large size businesses. And I'll rephrase, they are very standard for mid to large size businesses. About half of businesses you talk to will have a business plan. Only about 20% will have a real marketing plan based upon what we've seen. And probably 10, maybe 15% will have like a financial plan. So what we want to do with that, again, bringing that education saying, hey, here's some tools that you really need to be using. Here's how you use them. Here's where you can find them for free. If you're in a really unique situation or you can afford to pay someone to do it, 
even better. You can find a Googling or we can you know, connect you with a person who specializes in that arena. But those are all bringing those educational components. Um, again, I'm rambling, but just one more quick one here. Um, digitalization. Uh, it's been a big trend over the last 12 months, especially with COVID hitting. Um, typical small business owner kind of starts hearing about it. Eyes kind of glaze over like, look, I just want to focus on my HVAC business or I just want to focus on my restaurant and, my, and making steaks and making pies. Yes, that th those are good things, but as a business owner, you need to be looking about digitalization and what it, how it impacts your business, not only in terms of operations, but in the way you communicate with customers and prospects, your team members, so on and so forth. Because as COVID showed us, just because the normal way of doing things stopped or changed, that, that doesn't and didn't mean that the economy stopped. Business kept going. It changed form but it kept going. And that's the where we take something as complex as digitalization. And we say, hey, this is a big topic. Do these three things, build a CRM, survey your customers to see what makes their life easier, and then go create and execute a plan to make their lives easier. And just doing those simple three things gets you on the path there. And that's what we really want to bring in terms of education. I love it. I love it. You know, you know, we talk about small businesses, but we always talk about the challenges of small businesses. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to be totally transparent here and in doing this. You know, we talked a little bit about this prior to coming on the show and I got new equipment, new software and everything. And I did hit record on the um, the, uh, the 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 audio side of it, but the. Uh, I'm going to right now click record on the video side of it. So we're going to pick there this we up. Go. We're just going to keep going. But these are some of the challenges that we all have. And you know what? You don't sit there and, you know, go, oh, crap. I messed it all up. <laughs> and you know what? So what? Exactly. So you hit what? the... You hit the nail on the head there. Mistakes are going to happen, especially yeah. in small business ownership. You know, it's so funny. I was actually having lunch um, with the president of a bank down or community bank here in Dallas. And we were talking about the exact same thing. Hey, mistakes are going to happen. That's okay. What you don't want to do is make the same mistake twice. And if it happens three times, that's where you really have to say, okay, now what are we looking at here? Because once is a mistake, mistakes are going to happen. Twice is a trend. You want to keep your eye on it. Three is a pattern. That's where you can look at it from a system standpoint and say, okay, what am I doing or not doing that's preventing me from achieving my goal? Or what am I doing that's slowing myself down? Because again, to your point, mistakes are going to happen. Don't get down on yourself just because something doesn't go according to plan. I got news for you. That's just getting started. That's first-hand experience. Yeah, that, that's always going to happen. You know, and I'm, I was sitting here and I'm looking, I'm going, oh, damn. <laughs> well, if it makes you feel better, I did the same thing. I'm recording a seminar recently. Oh. I uh, We have a dual mic set up. So we're in our virtual reality recording it. And then I have a separate software that I use to record the audio and video on it. And I forgot to mute one of the mics. So I had this really bad echo space force <laughs> sound to it. I'm like, oh, I can't believe I forgot to do that. Oh, God. And, you know, you know, but you got to make some fun of it and just have oh, for sure. to deal with it. You know, so that's all good. What do you see is like, you know, you brought up some really good points of small businesses, entrepreneurs, you know, you know, those business plans and thing, the marketing plans and the digital side of it. What do you see are some of the most common challenges for businesses that are either starting or are going for the last couple of years and going, well, you know, what do I do? You know, what am I missing or what am I doing? And we talked a little bit about this before is that you put those blinders on and, and all you see was in front of you. And, you know, also looking at, you know, the point of being, uh, I, you know, I, I like the podcast, you know, I like the interview and I do this, but when it comes to the accounting and it comes to this and it comes to this other stuff, you know, I was like, I could care less, but it still has to be taken care of. 
Right. You know, I, we I, we actually talked about this on our last podcast. I'm going to address one of those tips that you had for business owners, you know, surrounding yourself with good yeah. people. A lot of issues that we see, business owners just don't know what to ask. They're, they, they're looking at the situation and they're like, okay, I know something's off, but I can't pinpoint it. And I don't really know where to start. And that's, that's not an uncommon problem because you don't know what you don't know. Right. And if you take the traditional small business owner, they don't have a background in business. I, I think it's, uh, according to the SBA, about 56% of business owners have a college degree. And I can tell you from personal experience, less than 100% of that number has a business background. So what happens is someone starts a business and they're not aware of things like the accounting, the HR compliance, the CRM management, the integrated software, all of the you know administrative details out there that are important to the business. It all kind of starts with the, okay, I don't, I don't know. What do I ask? And that's where it's going back to coming full circle, surrounding yourself with good people who know business is essential and surrounding yourself with people who have different talents and skills than you do, because that's how you get that diverse set of opinions. And that's how you're able to get a more holistic view of the situation. Uh, and again, that's incorporating the latest methodology and design thinking. It's getting that, that well, um, What's the right way to say it? that? I guess that diverse set of perspectives and opinions, whether it's frontline worker, accountant, owner, manager, um, salesman, getting all those different perspectives into the same room, looking at the same issue, and then you can see everything more holistically. Then you know what to ask saying, okay, now that I know my financial situation, I know what it takes to manage it. What can I do to delegate it? What can I do to outsource it so I can spend my time over here? So it really kind of, to answer your question, it comes down to, you know, what questions to ask. That's one of the biggest issues that we see. Yeah. And I guess, you know, when, when you ask that question, it's, it's like, what questions do you ask? And it's, it, you know, really sitting in front of you. And sometimes you got to, you know, figure out what that is and, you know, figure out what, you know, what challenges are in front of you that you have to, you know, overcome. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to take this back to uh, about a year ago and, and COVID hit. And yeah. everybody was going, oh, shit, what do we do now? What's going to happen? How do we change? And we, what I saw was, you know, you know, some businesses uh, pivoted. Some businesses yep. were like, okay, I don't know what to do with myself. And, and some businesses just dropped out of the game altogether. It's true. And those that were proactive in reaching out and looking for the, okay, what can I do to adapt to not only survive this, but to thrive as much as I can, what can I do to maximize success here? That was the big million dollar question. And again, tying it to the whole business plan thing, it ties it, it ties into your vision. Why are you in business? Why are you dedicating such a huge portion of your life to your business? Because again, this is why having a business plan is so important. What's your vision? If it's just about making a buck, your business ain't going to last very long. Right. That's just the cold hard truth of small business. Now, if you've got a passion behind it, that's where you've got that, hey, I am in this for something bigger than myself. I'm in this for bigger for something more than just a dollar. Yes, I'm going to make a profit out of it, but I'm in this to fulfill X, Y, Z. That's when you can kind of bring everything back full circle, say, okay, I've got an obligation. For example, a restaurant owner, I'm in this to serve the best steak, to give the best experience to anyone that walks in this restaurant. When COVID hit, that vision didn't change. The way you deliver your product or service changes, but the vision doesn't. The vision remains constant. Yeah, I and mean, that, that really made a big difference because I saw a lot of the, you know, business, especially the restaurant owners were all like, oh, my goodness, you know, what do we do? You know, but then I had, I had a, some friends that, you know, owned these restaurants and these businesses. And, oh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. 
Can you hear me? I can hear you. Hold up one second. Sure thing. Are you, are you oh man, this is really wild here. Uh -oh. I got echoes and... We're entering Inception Dream Space. Yes, we are. <laughs> you, know, you know, again, this is one of those funny small business lessons, though. It's just taking it on the fly. Because, you know, like, me throwing the arms up and going, oh, what the heck? And it doesn't do anything. All you can do is take a step back, laugh, and say, all right, what do we need to do to move the ball forward here? And this is awesome because it's like I, mean, I feel like we're in a. Um, I got the echoes in behind me and everything else is going on and it just really just one of the things. So I'm gonna try something here. I'm going to. Record. Okay, there we go. All right, we are back here, and we just had an uh, interruption, and it was a broadcast interruption, and we're just going to thank our sponsors here, Exacta Corporation, Think Possibilities, Think Exacta. Wow. Thanks for being with me, John. I really appreciate this, because you know what? We're learning stuff on the roll, and I'm still getting the echo sound. Can you hear the echo? I can. You can. Okay. So what I'm going to do... And I don't know where it's coming from. So one, two, three, test, 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 one, two, three. How does that sound to you? Sounds clear as a bell to me. Clear as a bell, right? Yes, That's sir. Your, hey, thank goodness for technology and trying out new things. Because if we don't try out new things and we don't challenge ourselves, we will never grow. So this is true. You got to be all. What's the what's the quote? I forget the gentleman that uh, first said it. But uh, all growth takes place outside the comfort zone. It really does, and, you know. And I, you know, I sometimes you know I'm kind of a somewhat of a perfectionist, John. And and when it comes down to some of the stuff, I'm sitting here going, but I'm trying out new equipment, new software, and you know we're doing this across the country, so you know things are going to happen. So it, this is all this is all part of the fun of doing these types of things. For sure, you know that goes back to you know you know, again, the small business issues, you're going to have to learn through experience, read all you can, just as you said, in our podcast, be a reader, learn all to learn everything you can. But at the end of the day, the biggest lessons you're going to learn are going to be through experience. So hunker down, you know, keep the notepad and pen, you know, ready for notes <laughs> to learn for the next time with whatever it might be. But yeah, it's, you're going to have to learn through experience. There's no shortcut around it. That experience is the best teacher. And it really is, is you know, because I'm sitting here, you know, what I'm going to be able to do from this is go back because this is being recorded and take a look at those times and, and kind of figure out, you know, what it was going wrong. Exactly. And, and, you know, exactly. And, and I, can, I can make those adjustments and whatever it may be at that particular time. And, you know, and, and, I did, and real quick, I want to jump in there, too, because I think it's a really good point. You're, you're looking at this as a process and as a system. Yeah. Every business needs to be a system and process. If it's not. It's 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 an operation. It's uh, it's a craft, or what I like to call it, it's a gig. Which again, if that's what someone wants for their for their business, that's okay. Mm -hmm. But if you want it to be that rinse and repeat cycle, that scalable entity, uh, something that you can put a valuation on, 
it needs to be a system. It needs to be a process. And that's a matter of, again, testing, experimenting, seeing what works, what doesn't. Once When something in the system goes awry, identifying it. And it might take a little bit of testing too, but that's, again, thinking about it like a business. Yeah. And, you know, you bring up a good point when you bring up systems. And when you bring up systems, it reminds me of the Army. And I, I wish I could go over to, go to my library and pick up. Uh, I had my uh, my little book that I used to carry around. I still carry it, and it has whatever you need to do, how to do it, test yourself how to do it, and then it's 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 so simple and to the point where anybody can pick it up and thumb through it and go, oh, I can do this, I can mm-hmm. do this, and you know, and small businesses and stuff like that really should learn or should learn or even myself i'm doing this through this process is to have those steps in place so that someone else can do it for you exactly and that to your point that's a journey not a destination i mean i can guarantee by the way thank you for your service in the army truly appreciate it both of my grandfathers served in the armed forces so thank you um to your point though it, you have to build it to that level. And it's not something you start writing a book today and you're complete within six months or even a year. It's a continually evolving process. That's, I mean, technology changes so fast. You can't pin it to that and say, hey, you know, this is going to be set for the next 30 years. No, things are going to change. Yeah. But you've got you've got the framework. You've got the system. You're always going to be playing with the gears, you know, greasing the gears, all of that fun stuff. But it's having the system in place to where you're tweaking it rather than having nothing and trying to every project is a new project you should have a, a process by which to go about it and it and that's going to be a living document exactly exactly I mean, it's so funny you bring that up so uh, we had one of our mentor group meetings this morning and one of the attendees was like yeah you know i don't have a business plan i just really don't see the need for it oh, well it, it i understand in terms of for what you do in operations you don't need it but if you want to scale your business if you want to grow it if you want to make it a truly legitimate business and you want to be able to convince someone else to give you their money whether it's for your service or to grow your business as like a loan you're going to have to have it and even still if you want to maximize your value for what you do and you know, take it to the level you want to take it you're going to have to have it it gives you that roadmap saying hey here's why we exist here's what we do here's who we serve here's how we serve them and that again talk about a great benchmark anytime you see that you know flashy object does it align with the plan does it help you achieve your vision because if it doesn't it's a cool toy, but it might not be a good toy for you. And that's where, again, that's the importance of having that business plan, creating that process, creating that structure so you can bring people in, so you can pull people out, move them around, a system. I love it. I love it. That systemic is when they're in, I, I'm guilty of, of uh, um, chasing those shiny objects. And, uh, Aren't we all? Yeah. Aren't, again, that's, again, that's the <laughs> entrepreneurial spirit. You see something, you're like, yeah. man, that is a good opportunity. I could do so much with that. Yeah. But the, that's part of our personality. That's the way we're wired. Yeah. And thank heaven for testing. So you can kind of get a little sample of that, bring it in, apply it to a, a situation, say, hey, does this fit with what I'm trying to do? Does it make it better for my customers? And if all those check out, awesome, go for right, it. If perfect. it doesn't, right. exactly. And again, that goes back to data tracking, tracking uh, variables, tracking metrics, having that tracking system in place so you can identify what works, what doesn't work, what makes us move forward, what slows us down, what makes our customers happy, what makes them unhappy. That data is huge because it helps you refine your business. Again, that's all part of thinking like a business owner rather than, I think the Emith book said it best, it's thinking about it as a as your business 
owning a business rather than owning a job. That line really stuck with me. Yeah, that that's that's a huge. I like that. That's a great book. Uh, yeah, so so truth be told, I'm actually only reading it for the first time. Um, I had several people reach out and say, "Hey, man, what's taking you so long? Go read that book." So I got it on Audible. I've taken your advice. Be a reader. Yeah, um, listening anytime I'm in the truck. Anytime I got a few minutes, say, you know, put it on. Let me read a little bit or listen. Again, never stop learning. Always learn. Always improve. I like that. So I want to do a little bit of storytelling here, and I'm gonna let you tell a story. So I want you to go back in your time, you know, with the, you know. Uh, the, the McCraw Council membership group like that. And tell me a story that, you know, inspired you, you were helping a business or something was coming out of that. And you were just like, you know, like, wow, I'm really making a difference. So this is a fun one. Um, part of the membership benefit includes uh, a, what we call a financial health check. It's from a fractional CFO from actually Missouri. And we had a, a prospective member account. We were giving them the tour and he was like, hey, you know, this is pretty cool stuff. I, I mean, I, I like you guys. I love your vision. Yeah, absolutely. I'll give you guys a shot to kind of see what happens. So about two weeks later, after he's, you know, attended some of our seminars and educational content, he's like, hey, John, I got a, I got a question. Is that, um, is that financial health check? It says it costs $1,000, but I get it for free. Is that a gimmick or do I really get that? Or we're like, no, of course you get it. We'll get that teed up for you. What's going on? He's like, I'm at a, I'm a little bit about a fork in the road for my business. Do I want to, do I want to open another location and scale this thing or do I want to sell it? I don't really know how to make that decision. We're like, yeah, that's a really good decision. So we put him in touch with that financial health check. He got it to him at no cost. We actually had to bring in a third-party mergers and acquisition specialist from Dallas into the conversation as well. And after a few very productive conversations that he reached the conclusion that, again, with those specialists, what was best for him was to double down, open up the location, sell in five to 10 years. That was a real world problem where I'm like, man, I feel really cool to be a part of this because that's not something that you want to just shoot from the hip on. That's that's your retirement. That's potential inheritance for your children, for your grandchildren. And, you know, that business is a legacy. That's not something you want to just you don't want to shoot from the hip when you're making big key decisions based um, for your legacy. And so that was one example where it was like, yeah, we actually are helping business owners get what they need. We're equipping them with the tools, with the resources, with the knowledge they need to make the decisions to help them fulfill their American dream. That was that was one of the stories that kind of like really hit home. And so he's super engaged in what we do, always looking to give back, always, you know, literally eating up everything that we put out there. Um, and he's really good at applying it too. But that was just one of the one of the stories where it's like, yeah, we actually are making a difference. We know it works. We just have to keep doing it. I love it. That that's that's a great story. And and it's just something that, you know, that just comes to mind is, you know, when when you're doing those types of things is helping out people and helping out other businesses, you know, achieve their dreams. What has you fired up about the future? Oh my goodness. So there are a bunch of things that have me fired up about the future. When you look at COVID was a very um, disastrous time for small businesses. Over 100,000 businesses closed. I mean, it was a rough, rough, rough year. 2020 was a very rough year. But with that, there's a lot of opportunity, one of which is a digitalization. Unfortunately, it's not as simple as Googling, how can I digitalize my business? I mean, that's a good question to ask, but that's not something you can just find on Google. You need to talk to subject matter experts. You need to seek their knowledge and insights. With our networks, with the people we know, with the connections we make, we're able to bring all those people into the same room, that digitalization expert out in California, that small business owner in Wisconsin, that HR specialist in Illinois, that CFO from Missouri, we're able to bring them into the same room, share their knowledge and resources and wisdom and say, hey, here's what we're seeing in our industry. Here's what it means to you. Here's what you need to do. We can be that, that emergency hotline for small business. When a small business owner says, help or I don't know, 
they should have someone to call. And unfortunately, the small business community is extraordinarily fragmented. We have pockets of connectivity. Uh, for example, you'll see a city or a metroplex or a county have be really, really tight knit, which is awesome. But as soon as you step outside of that realm, you're starting over again. There are over 30 million small businesses in the United States. We should be connected. And here's the funny statistic on that. So just under, uh, there are, okay, so there are almost 31 million small businesses in the U.S. Over 25 million of those are what the IRS defines as a non-employer, meaning they have zero paid employees. Wow. 5.3 million of those have fewer than 20 employees. Statistically speaking, America is a small business economy. And again, I'm biased because I grew up in that small business economy. I got to see the benefits. I got to see what it can do. It's, it's what I knew growing up. So being able to kind of take those experiences, take the education that I've acquired and bring it to those other small business owners, it, it's very, very rewarding. That's really cool. You know, and again, it comes back to, you know, your service and what you do. So I'm going to circle back there for one second. But but before we do that, how do you, the listeners get in contact with you, John, if they want more information about, you know, the services and what you're providing and how they can benefit from, you know, a, a group like yourself and have, having part of that membership? Great question. So Best, easiest way, www.themcgrawcouncil.com. We try to make it as small business centric as possible. Try it out for free, no cost, no commitment. You don't have to punch in a credit card to try it. Just just get in there and see if it's something that benefits you. And then if it does, then you can take the next step of actually joining. But there's a lot that can be acquired for free and no cost, $0 transaction. Go ahead, take advantage of that. That would be one way. Obviously, uh, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, we're on all those major platforms as well. But yeah, the most informative place would be the website. And then obviously, if someone wants you know, have a conversation over Zoom or a phone call, we're obviously open to that as well. Hey, they could even come into our virtual reality and have a virtual reality meeting. There you go. I love it. And that, that's, how, that's how we're doing things today. So I was like, you know, when I first started this show, I was like, I never thought I'd be doing this over Zoom. That, you know, a lot of things that are being done like this, you know, so it's, it's really interesting on, on how things change and, and what's going on, you know, all about being local and supporting local businesses in your community and things like that. Uh, they're, they're local everywhere. And mm-hmm. it doesn't move regardless whether you're in Dallas or Milwaukee or wherever you're at, at that particular time, you know, it's just a matter of, you know, supporting those local people that are out there and those entrepreneurs and those small businesses and what so they're true. doing. And really, you know, get, you know, helping those guys out because, you know, you know, as much as I love Amazon and all those things that that come through, it is those small businesses are the ones that really drive our economy more than anything. It's so true. And tell you another one that really hit home for me. I was uh, speaking with our founder, you know, back when we started and he was like, look, the small business community has always been there for us. Now they need us and we need to be there for them. No joke. If you go to any nonprofit fundraiser, whether it's um, a local food pantry or a local children's advocacy center, if you go to one of those big events, that room will be filled with local small business owners. They are always there for their community. They are always there for people who need help. And now they need, to your point, yeah, they need our help now. We need to go support them. When we need to buy a hamburger, let's go buy it from a local place. When we need to buy a you know, pair of workout clothes or workout shirt, whatever it might be, let's go see if we can buy it from a local business. That's They've always been there for us, and we need to be there for them. I love it. And you know, you really got to. So what we're going to do here is we are going to, um, we are going to here and hold on one second here. 
this is awesome. I knew this was going to happen. So this is another part of being a small business and working from home. It just so happens that my internet provider is out here trying to rewire my <laughs> oh, service. No. And I try to get him to be here from five to six. And I just got a text. We're live at your location. So this is what happens. But you know what? We're, we're just going to pause here because this has been like, this has been a challenging for me today, John. So uh, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to pause everything and tell them like, you're early. Give me five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a plan. I'll be right back. But they send me texts and stuff like that. So we're that's even good. better. I, we're doing good. This is this has been really interesting. I haven't had this much, you know, um, things going on during a show ever. So you know, I, I, you know, as this goes along as I'm editing it, I might just leave this raw, just to show how things don't always go your way. It's you know, so true story, no joke. We've we call our podcast Real Small Business, yeah. and we've had business owners on that get the, a phone call in the middle of it. Mind you, we like to tell them beforehand, hey, please make sure to keep, keep right. the phone on. And they get a phone call, I am so sorry. Or we had one that said, hey, <laughs> I really apologize. My battery is running out here. Can oh, I get this checked real geez. quick? And again, we're like, no, no worries. That's okay. We want this to be raw. We want people to yeah. see the real side of small business. Because it's not, there are a lot of misconceptions about it. The one thing that always gets me is that the, the, uh, the call I always get during my um, shows is my wife. And I'm just like, you know, I was like, it's either lunchtime or something. I'm just like, I'm like, okay. I was like, I can't accept you right now. I'm like, no, I still love you. <laughs> exactly. That'll be a fun conversation that night. I was like, yeah. I was like, she seems to call always at like right in the middle of that. So, so what we're going to do here is we're going to go, we're going to transition into some rapid fire questions and have some fun with that. And, but before we do that, you get to ask me one question, any question, and I'll do my best to answer it. Oh, one question I get to ask yeah. the legend. What would you recommend for, because you specialize in you know, local marketing and podcasting, mm-hmm. for a local business that's trying to figure out how to best reach their customers, what would be that starting piece of advice that you give them? You know, that's that's a great question. You know, and I struggled with this myself in the past. And what you really got to do is, you know, what, 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 they, what I call them is your tribe is like, you know, my podcast or my business or what I do is my tribe and go find out where they're hanging out. That's a good one. And stop trying to pull them into you, especially as a small business and an entrepreneur. Stop trying to pull everybody into you, but go find them and service them. And, you know, get on, you know, get on a podcast, do video, um, go out there and, and join groups where you're not necessarily soliciting yourself, but you're asking your asking questions and you're answering questions for that group so you can be that that authority in that group so when somebody needs that service they're going oh that's right i remember you know that was john i need to go back to him because they got that group of people that i can help mm-hmm. them out with so i think that's the easiest way and it really doesn't cost anything to do that it's all sweat equity yeah it's just a matter of getting out there and do it and then being engaging with others to be able to do that so i mean i think that would be a really great way to get started that was a great question john thank you hey that was an even better answer thank you hey man you know i had one guy ask me what kind of underwear i wear so i was (laughs) 
<laughs> never so, know what you're going to get in small I'm, business. I'm like, okay, that's, you know, but, you know, we do have some fun here on the show. So, all right. So we're going to go through some of these TED or some of these uh, rapid fire questions, um, you know, whatever they are, you know, it's, you know, what you want. So the first one is that I like to, uh, to ask is if, if you could give a TED talk outside of your expertise, what would it be? <sighs> Public service. So I actually serve on a city council for a small town here in Texas. I would definitely give it on public service. Really? I, I love that. I love that you do that. And I was going to bring that up to you. And I'm glad that you brought that up. And I got to give you a lot of credit for that because I, I, I thought about doing it a few times. And then I like that. I was like, <laughs> He's like, you gotta, had, you gotta I, figure out how to bring it in there. You gotta bring it in there. And I'm like, you know, I, I had to call my alderman a few times this week. And, you know, I was like, you know, he's a neighbor of mine at the same time. I was like, <sighs> gotta call, you know. Gotta get it's that tooth picked up. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know, some of those things like that. If you could have one gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it, what would it say? Ooh, we. Okay, you get into the core of me. It'd be very much faith based. I accepted yeah. Christ at a young age. It'd be faith based uh, in the heart of Dallas. That's where they. That's where they need it. I love it. I love it like that. So, how has a failure or apparent failure in the past set you up for future success? Wow. So I'm going to actually kind of flip this one a little bit. I don't believe in failure until you quit. There you go. You're going to, you're going to run into obstacles. You're going to get knocked down, but it's not a failure. Uh, you only fail when you quit. Um, that's something I personally take pride in. I don't quit. There will be times when you reach a, a milestone. You're like, you know what? This isn't what I thought it was. I'm going to change direction. That's not a failure. That's why you go through that process. When right. you say I quit or I give up, that's a failure. And I can proudly say I have not done that today. I love it. I love it. That's that's been the best answer of that one ever. <laughs> so we'll wrap this up. Any ask or request for the audience? Any last parting words? Last parting words. The ask would be: Please, please, please make sure you have a business plan, a marketing plan, a financial forecast. I'm going to throw in one more. Have a customer journey built. Mm. In that process, you're going to identify who your ideal customer is, where to find them, how to reach them what triggers them and then what keeps them in your loyalty loop where they keep coming back for more. Those are, that's something that's, it takes a little bit of time, takes a little bit of research, but any business owner can do it. So please get those four things and get them implemented ASAP. It will help your business big time. I love it. That that's great. I love that customer journey, that whole process of setting them up through that to become raving fans for whatever that you do. And exactly. that's so cool. And I'll take this one little step further is like, you know, we talk business a lot on this, but you could use those four steps in your personal life too. It, so it true. In your family, it could be just about anything. So it, just because it's business, you could change that up to personal or whatever it might be. So um, you really got to take a look at those other areas of your life as well and use those same foundational points for that as well. To your point, what a, what better way to take a step back and say, what is the business plan for my life? Why am I here? What is my purpose? You know, at some point we all die. When when I move on, what do I want to say I accomplished? What 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 will make me say yes? I lived my life to the fullest. I accomplished what I wanted to. Write a business plan for your life. What's yeah. your purpose? How are That's you going cool. to achieve it? And what are those daily metrics? I love it. I love it, John. Thank you so much for being on Local First podcast. It's been a great conversation. I'm, you know, I'm, a, I, I really um, am grateful for meeting you and having a con these conversations with you. And you know, when you're back up in Milwaukee, let's reconnect and you know, let's go out and hopefully you know we can go grab a beer or something or you know uh, a chunk of cheese or you know whatever. <laughs> <laughs> fried cheese curds and a milkshake and you got me hooked i got that you know so you know 
Yeah, if you're listening, if you like what you hear, make sure you share it with someone that can use this information that really John is really share another small business owner or entrepreneur that really can benefit from what John is doing. Make sure that you like what you, if you like it, like it. If you don't, I still want your feedback, you know, something like that. Um, for the most details, go to localfirstpodcast.com. Um, you can find me on social media, just about anywhere. Just search for Local First Podcast and I'm out there. And if you want to be on the show, just go to schedulemypodcast.com. John, thank you so much for being on the show. It was a pleasure. And thank you for being patient enough for all the stuff that I've been going through. And I just seen the uh, the Trump pull up. So we're coming short here. Before there we go. <laughs> hey, thank you so much for having me. I had That's a total a blast. blast. All right. Take care, buddy. You too. Bye-bye.